What's good? What's good? Thank y'all for joining me for another version vision. The vision of a king. It's your boy Omar back. <clears throat> Trying to talk about some some stuff. Um has been going on, man. It's been a crazy couple weeks. I know the last conversation we had was about um the trans community and everything associated with that by Valentino. But today we're gonna be talking about the Civil War two point that's kinda cracking right now. Um as everyone should be aware of um the protest in Charlottesville kinda spark some 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 other response different individuals um going on it's an interesting um and so yeah i mean i just wanted to kind of jump off that and see um you know what people's thoughts are on that um so yeah um the whole jumping right in um the whole the whole uh, Charlottesville situation was pretty wild in that um, I guess in our lifetime in modern times um, we haven't not in people my age haven't seen this kind of display of uh, feelings and I, I want to say ignorance I guess um but it kind of shed a, a nice little light on the reality of where we are right now um and it's interesting too i always tell people um a lot of what's being discussed is political it's not so much the ideology um some of it is i mean i think it's it's being discussed in two ways and so you, that one there's a political term being associated with a group of people who is assumed to be racist um and some of them might be but it's such a political like this is a political hate almost it's a social hate that's associated with politics if we're focused on the politics i mean we're focused focused kind of on the literal kind of hate and the literal groups is there's a lot of uh, anti, um, what well, uh, it's called white nationalist groups, um, and it's interesting um, because one comment that I made to some other people was, you know, um, this is something, this is infighting, this is something for white people to figure out. Like this don't really have nothing. I mean, we're talking about groups of people, but when you really think about it, the like people aren't going to change their minds this 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 the conversation of as far as racist people are concerned is more um of a philosophy like it's not it's not like people africa and all that jazz but i mean and people want to make america great jazz when and it is you know something that's a little it's being presented as a race thing but really and truly it's almost like the literally the throwback Union and the Confederacy, and so you got people who really want to. Oh, 
<laughs> you got people who really want to uh, try to, uh, you know, they're about, they're kind of about what's considered a stereotypical uh, mentality. And then you got ones that, that aren't. But it's still, I would argue that it's still related to business and politics. It's, I mean, because even, even when you think about the Civil War itself, it was really about slaves and numbers and citizens. Like, southern states were kind of booming because of the slave labor. Like, you had free labor, so of course it was booming. But uh, that ideology, along with the booming industry, so um, that's literally how it all kind of jumped off because, well, y'all got it popping down there and it's on some slave stuff. So uh, I would even argue that some of the people in the uh, union wasn't so much slavery. They were more against the South controlling the country and also having slaves at the same time because really and truly, it, they just weren't cool with it. So everybody wasn't cool with it in some of these, uh, like the further north you went. But at the same time, everybody that was um, it's not and everyone that you think w- wouldn't be down for it. That, that wasn't necessarily, necessarily the case. It's kind of like now where people be racist, but from a political place, it don't behoove you to show your can and show your cards. Like you, it need a mystery that, or kind of really no one should ever know that you racist if that's what you want as a politician. So it was the same back then. Like they, some of these people couldn't necessarily say that they was for slavery or against it, but uh, if it wasn't affecting them, they if they weren't losing money. Some of these people wouldn't have cared. So it's interesting now how they're having this white nationalist conversation, and it's one of those things where, um, you know, watching the people argue and fight, and um, and then have minorities be a part of it. It's kind of like well. It's like they took they took the extremes of both groups and then they keep they keep presenting them to one another. And so um it's really a situation where you gotta you gotta almost be in tune with everything that's going on around you because you can easily be swept into a group that's hate that's on some hate stuff. You can easily be swept into one of the hate groups and they message and feel like you got to protest them. Like, why would you go protest a uh, white now? Like, they believe what they believe and they're not going to change their mind because it's going to be deeper than that. It's going to have to be deeper than that. It's going to have to come from a, a more personal place. Um, on top of, like I said, uh, White nationalists, they, they, from at least my opinion and from my perspective, they don't care for um, other whites that don't necessarily agree with the ideology either. And they have a similar hate towards those people too. And so my question would be, how are you a white nationalist? Um, because there are people in the group who you really, you kill because they don't agree with you. So even if there are, even if their background is the same as yours. So, I mean, I guess that that's technically from a standpoint of, um, from a standpoint of uh, just uh, like cleansing, it makes sense because it's like you want to, you want to rid yourself of the people who are 
um, deemed a threat. And if technically, from a place of fear, I can see that it's like, all right, well, they got to go because um, they don't necessarily agree. And then that technically, if it comes down to it, they may potentially may jump on the other side. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It's just, that's just, and then, like I said, it's such a, it's such a political that's being racialized for the sake of people kind of focus on it. It's so, it's just wild. Even the, the people that were protesting, like a guy got chased and then one point where he couldn't run no more, he immediately regretted and denounced everything. Which I mean, that's what he. I guess survival kicks in is fight or flight, and he just, he chose flight. And when it when it came time time to it, came down to it, he uh, he still wasn't in position really to um, to to fight. So he chose to play the part of somebody that was scared. And um, he said he came out there for the fun. And it's almost like. You know, how serious can you take that person? Like, yeah, I mean, they serious and they still can do stuff, but like if this is the same person that's if if the same person that's having all this hate is the same person that's scared to stand up for what they believe in in the face of adversity, then really and truly they're not really a threat. You know, so but but it's if if a bunch of those people get together and they're allowed to freely uh I guess respond to people or do stuff to people, then that's the, that's a real issue because that's a bunch of scary people that's acting out of character just because they got backup. Um, and like I said, these people aren't, aren't they they wouldn't they wouldn't bring their argument to a black neighborhood anyway. So again, why are we like the 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 amount of black people like why are you even out there? If them people are protesting, like when we was having our, and that's not, that's something somebody else. When black when we when when Ferguson happened and Baltimore happened and Charlotte happened, we welcomed other people or reality to assist. I guess assist with. That's really the issue why people don't respect us. We always we allow people into everything we do because that's as far as black people are nature. Um, but some would argue that that's part of the reason why we don't get no respect because it's like, we don't, we're not self-functioning. Like we don't on our own, um, anything, even when people treat us like children, because in some ways we do things like a child, like we need help and we need the approval. Um, and so, um, it's one of them situations where, uh, they they wouldn't allow even if we were in agreement with the philosophy, because uh, again some black people everybody like you see the black people out there with, and that's what makes it so confusing. You see black people out there with Confederate flags and blacks for Trump and stuff like that. So it's almost like are are these black people aligning themselves with Trump or are are they aligning themselves with uh, the ideology or is it all bullshit just to keep people mad? Because that's another thing that would piss black black people off on top of this racist stuff happening. You got black other black people that see it, and they're still aligning themselves with the person that's kind of low key causing it. On top of, um, it's a situation too where he doesn't he'll make a comment the again he'll make a comment and then go back on it, 
and then stand on it again. So it's like a constant. It go back to what I be saying on some other, some of the other podcasts. You listen to them. It's almost a constant state of confusion, and they want everybody to get confusion because you don't. I mean, you know it's messed up, but you don't know. You know what's going on. You don't know how people. You don't know how other important people feel about the state of things. Like everything is chaotic, and it's my it's my opinion that it's intended to be chaotic. Um, and so, yeah, it's me. And then it, so many people, like one thing that's been used before in a lot of elections and stuff historically is um, Southerners have used poor whites as pawns as far as um, talking a game that's going to make them feel like that they're going to make things better for white people and make it seem like minorities are the issue and that's why you don't have jobs and stuff. And that's why people get so quick to say, go back to your country. But it's almost like white people can't even tell. Like, we're the only people that don't have, like, we are in our country because this is where we were forced to be. And you can't, you kind of brought us, you forced us over here to set up shop. And then now that shop is set up, you kind of want us to leave because you got some new slaves and we're not having it. And we feel the same ownership, but we literally built it. So how the hell are you going to kick us out? Y'all might have forced us over here, but we literally built it. We literally planted the food. We literally picked the food. We literally built the infrastructure, us and other minorities and other poor white people. So because of all of that, like I said, they've, they've, historically use poor whites as a pawn to get power because if you really start to feel look up and see everybody around you that do the work you do happens to be hispanic you can really easily assume that they're um but like somebody else said like what jobs are these people taking that are that these huge jobs that they're such missed opportunities um because what you're saying to me is somebody that came over here with no resources no culture that is like they're not a part of the culture that's here unless they are integrated and that that's that becomes their culture but you're saying that the person that didn't know the language or the culture came in and, and pretty much got a job over you that means you're a shitty employee if that those candidates are the ones that are outperforming you now they might be more hard working but the fact that these people have to find where these jobs are and especially if we're talking about illegals get on the payroll in a way that's beneficial to the company and legal and it's not legal but doesn't have a paper trail and all of that and that's the person that's taking your job unless you do construction or one of these uh jobs where it's common for people to be paid under the table you're not really taking the law and it's a, it's, a, it's it's more of an idea you know um and it sounds good because numbers are going up now in 15 20 years it's going to be real that hispanics are taking our jobs because you've got bilingual people who care more about education and come here and take stuff serious and be knocking it out, you know. And so you might be first generation Mexican, but so college and you got your master's degree, like that's a big jump, you know, for some of these families. And so um, if you're not putting your family in position, then you kind of, I mean, you set you set your family up to to chill and be, you know, they're gonna have to deal with whatever they got to deal with because you didn't properly prepare them, but. Um, the whole thing is like a false it's like reality and security um because everybody want to be safe and everybody over this country but you know the same people that tell black people to get over it and slavery happened a long time ago they need to get over people taking their jobs like let's be a little bit serious um 
you know, if we're talking about, like I said, history and all that, like, uh, the people that are protesting need to take a seat because uh, they probably had the smallest hand in the building of this country. Um, and let's not even talk about culture. Um, ridiculous of other cultures and making it their own. Um, let's not even talk about American because of what is America? Like, America doesn't have food and our food is shit food. Like, America doesn't have, like, our culture is very poor. Like, our culture is a, a very, uh, like a Walmart version of every other culture slapped all into one. Um, I mean, I think we probably used to have some culture, but it's like, it's, I mean, even then, if you think about just how it was colonized, it's like, well, at what point did, I mean, the, I guess the culture of robbing and killing and stealing, um, looking at who was allowed to be over here and kind of what the purpose was, but, um, you know, it's really a situation where there is like people, the people that have the most to say about the situation need to do themselves some justice and look at history and look at who actually did what and go further back in history than the books that paint Europe to be the end all be all for history, because there's another book that paints Africa to be the end all be all for history. And another one that paints Asia to be the end all be all. And we know Asia and Africa have much deeper histories when it comes to religion, when it comes to, um, uh, they're called uh, dynasties and kingdoms. Like we know that, but we still default to the European history because this is pretty much a European ran state. So, but with the mask of an American state, um, but the fact that we would be thrown like, it, it's, it's crazy to see footage from the 60s and 50s and then footage from now and it looked the same. And then now we talk about a civil war and it's like a kind of a sim similar, excuse me, conversation um, that it was back then. And it's, it's just crazy that all this time can pass and we can really be in the same exact spot. Like people was threatening to, uh, states were threatening to, uh, you know, separate itself and things like that. Like, that's a very high treasonous kind of, I don't even know if treasonous is a word, but that's a very big statement, even if it's just a political statement to show how serious you are about what's going on. You know, it's, if we are truly a United States of America, it should never get to a point where a state feels like they're not a part of what's going on. And we already know that a lot of these states, the reality is different. Um, than the rest of the state. So the, the citizens may not even be aware or stuff like up in Maine and Vermont, the opiate crisis is out of control, but these are white states. So you don't hear about, I mean, you know, everybody knows it's the opiate crisis, but like, you don't be these white kids doing stuff and all the wild stuff that be happening, but you will show a dude getting arrested for selling weed or selling pounds of weed. Um, and you'll kind of push that narrative or even somebody selling Molly or any minority doing drugs is just interesting or selling drugs. You make it out to be like such this huge problem, but you won't show the same parallel in, in the white community. Um, and that's not what's up. Um, and it feeds this whole civil war because you have people that are naive that feel like, well, we don't have the problems that y'all have over there. So why do we need the oversight that y'all have? 
um, because they don't know no better. They never met anyone that's on it, or maybe they don't know, or maybe they do know because it's in their family. It's like the gay thing. Like people got to stop it with the gay stuff, but because at the end of the day, you know, you got a cousin that's gay, and and he's always been he or she's always been gay, and it's never been nothing to talk about, never been nothing to think about. But you want to say you have so much hate, and you see this person every every family function, or you secretly hate on it, like. You know, it's just, that's the thing, like, or I don't know, it's just, you can disagree and still not hate it, and you don't have to talk so down on people, like, literally telling people about themselves because they're gay, or having their religious approach and damning them to hell because you don't agree with their lifestyle. That's wild, um, and, and people do it all the time, um, but it's one of them things where it's like, you're not, you not being a human about it. Uh, on top of, like I said before, there's so much information on the world and the LGBT world and it's some scientific stuff out there. It's all there for you to go look at. You just got to care and believe that it's, it's a reality that something could be potentially up. And that's the same with this civil war madness. Like, we keep, like, I watched on CNN the first however many days Trump has been in his office and all the terribleness he's done and this like the Secret Service is running out of money because he keeps traveling with his huge family and they can't afford to continue to, uh, uh, I guess, protect them. And that's crazy in itself. And they always, and they bring it up like, it's like everything is racialized. Like they bring it up like, oh, Obama, the amount of money, Obama, like they criticize Obama for how much money he spent on Secret Service and traveling and all that. And they're saying that Trump is almost at that number, if not at that number already. And so um, the fact that they take the time to compare it all is just, I mean, it's such a, it's such a poor comparison. Like, even if you didn't like Obama, you wouldn't necessarily compare him to Trump as a leader because it's just a whole different kind of human. Um, but they're still, and then I don't even consider Obama, Obama's a black man from a sense of his appearance, but that's where that stops. Like, he's not, I don't, I would not qualify him as a black man mentally because I don't think. in circumstances that are a little bit different from your average black male in America. Um, so I don't necessarily give him that full pass, but um, why would you even make the comparison? Um, the, the ideologies were different and it, it, I don't know. And it's people, people acting like they just don't know where any of this came from. Like even Trump supporters is like, y'all heard all the racist stuff he said. Why are you surprised? Y'all thought that he was going to get in and be neutral. You know, like, I don't know. I mean, I want to say y'all thought any president ever was going to do something for you that was going to be positive. Um, but, I mean, I guess presidents have done positive things. I'm not to say that they all are completely negative, but it's not that kind of situation for the people. And I don't think it ever has been. So why would it start today? Um, and then, like I said, with just the general, it's almost like, uh, the way that it was put to me was like straight mask off, like Trump made it cool to be a bigot and a racist. So people that, like I said, already believed it. Now they got kind of a lane to be in and they got something they can attach themselves to if they didn't already have it. Like some of them already had it, but I feel like you got a lot of new races that are, and people that aren't even racist, but maybe they feel a little bit of racist, racism in their body 
and this because this has presented itself it's like well i gotta pick it's almost like being in jail like i heard when you go to prison that you pretty much is everything's racialized so you kind of got to pick like you can have your own you can live your life and do your time and and, and be you know what i'm saying to yourself but if it starts to go down you kind of got to go with your group it's again then some of that came from tv i won't even front but um people that i know that have been to prison say that it's, it's kind of is really like that so um not that you wouldn't be friends with nobody from another race not that you wouldn't hang around somebody from another race but um if it if if a, if a, if something popped off you would need to find your way to the group that you're familiar with um so yeah um it's just wild how much energy people are kind of giving this and um the next kind of point that i wanted to make with it was um how they're doing this fight with mayweather and conor mcgregor who is from ireland who they're kind of notorious for being little racist out there um because they know don't know black people really live in ireland or wherever he's from i'm assuming ireland or what's the other one is ireland and uh scotland so i think he is from ireland but um that's being racialized too i mean and it's kind of like a i mean you can't help but ra- racialize it and mayweather he definitely and he was talking about philosophy he wasn't meaning literally he was like it's either black or white um but it's just wild and it's almost like a um you got people who wasn't even tuned into boxing but they just hate that personality that mayweather put off he's that cocky kind of over the top always trash talking um, they just want to see him get knocked out and they would love to see him get knocked out by a white dude. And it's just so crazy that people are really, it's really that deep with people where it's, it's bigger than the sport. Like there's that much hate that is bigger than the sport. Um, and, uh, I was listening to, uh, who was it? Uh, there's a comedian, I think it's Martin and his stand up from like the nineties, they were talking about Mike Tyson and how he was going to fight somebody, some dude. And um, he was asking the audience, he was like, y'all want a white boy champ? And then nobody said nothing. He was like, no, it's cool. Y'all can say something. And for a little bit, nobody was saying nothing. Like, last minute before he was about to change subjects, some guy was like, God damn we want it. It was just crazy. Like, it's really, how can um, white people have so much control and say over world and so many aspects and areas of the world whether we're talking about sports whether we're talking about entertainment whether we're talking about business um like when it comes to everything really until now i mean and really they still have a good as far as like who runs what um in america and maybe the world maybe but i don't i don't know but um, how you have control over so much but a black dude like somebody black can't hold down the heavyweight champion of the world like that's peanuts that don't even matter uh but it's like still that thing of inside that's like i want to i would like to see a white person do that and it's like that's cool i guess if i mean i guess who wouldn't want to see someone that looks like them but it's almost like well the contenders aren't there then it is what it is i mean it, it can't be that with with these sports that we dominate and that it's all these white guys that get looked over so that Michael Jordan and LeBron James can have a seat. Like, come on now. You know, so, and, and then the whole reality of your ancestors kind of gave us these bodies that are kind of dope. And they kind they were already dope, 
but generations of forced labor, you're going to get stronger, bigger, stronger people. Just that, That's just evolution. So on top of that, it's like, how are you in such a, like, not only do you have control over so much, but it could be said that your people put the place. At the time, you didn't know that that's what was going to happen, but that's kind of what happened. And it's across the board with everything. And so it's almost like, man, how? Like, how are you, How does that even matter? Like, so Mayweather is this undefeated boxer. How is this MMA? Only between uh, – uh, well, see, I, I don't watch enough MMA, but between Gregor and Anderson Silva, I think is his name. He's a, he's a known uh, MMA guy, but he might be too big. But no MMA dude. How many boxers got looked over to fight this dude who's a boxer who's undefeated? How many people in his weight class are really good candidates to fight him being presented? And it's just some white dudes in that conversation because Triple G is white. Yeah, he's supposed to be a beast, but that fight's not happening. He may whether not going to fight him because he really be knocking dudes out in that weight class. But, so and it makes sense. Part of it on uh, how he go about his business and his fighting because he be he 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 is good about. Uh, picking people that's past their prime or they're not quite at their prime. And he is good at picking people he know he can beat. Um, and Conor McGregor is a wild card, but from a strength place. But at the end of the day, that boy hands ain't, in theory, that boy hands ain't fast enough. And uh, hands and head is too fast. Like, he's not going to be able to hit him. These punch just as hard as Conor McGregor. They... um. They can't even hit him. So how in the world do they expect Conor McGregor to hit him? Um, but anyway, as far as it, I mean, I, I kind of went down the sports tangent because I want to see old boy McGregor take an L on the strength of he not a boxer. So the fact that you step in with a boxer, you deserve to take an L. Because if Mayweather stepping in that MMA ring, He's going to take a fat L. He's going to get kicked in the face first time, and that's going to be the fight. Um, so um, it's one of them situations where it's just wild to see, and it's wild that people kind of making it at this big spectacle, and it's wild to see people that don't even give a shit about boxing, but they that racist where they like, I want to see this man get And some of it ain't even racist. Some of it is just, this dude is killing the game, and he's just cocky, and I don't like it. So I want to see him fail. Um, but I, like, I wonder do they feel the same way about Conor McGregor? Because he gets—he's he, literally the same person. He's just as cocky. He talks just as much junk. You know, he do just as many. Now I will say Conor's the business of picking, and I guess he's a younger man. And when Floyd was younger, he used to do the same thing. But he does the business of choosing his opponent a little bit better. He's a little bit better at um, picking that person that's that right person to be fighting in that moment. Like I said, Floyd be picking people sometimes that it's kind of like, who is this guy? How, how does he even get a chance with you? And then and Connor is no exception. You know, how do, how do you give him a chance, but you ain't give some of these other dudes who was calling you out all them years you never fought? You know, so understandable. But I don't know that – and, of course, there would still be some, but I wonder, I wonder I'll wonder. i say, if um, 
if the tables were turned, would would people be going for Floyd Mayweather the way that their people are kind of jumping on Connor's bandwagon? So, um, and again, the fact that it's racialized, like I think they said it do be it gets racialized with some of the Mexican fighters, but at the same time, the the uh, the Mexican culture has fighting in it in a way that those fans are real fans of fighting and boxing, you know, and so many, it's almost like, you know, a part of, it's such a big part of the culture that even if it was two Hispanics fighting, they would still be as hype about seeing it and as hype about promoting it and pushing it. Um, and the fans would appreciate it the same way. Um, but yeah, everything's kind of being racialized, man. And, uh, it's really a situation where, again, it's another civil war. Like even the racial slurs that's been, or the so-called racist stuff that's been said uh, throughout the press, um, you know, the press uh, tour. It's 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 interesting that even some of that got downplayed, and um, you know, it's just people people be tuned in to whatever they want to tune into, um, you know, and um. It's one of those things where, like I said, I want to see kind of how this is going to go. Um, the next kind of thing to, uh, before I close out is, um, so with all of these protests and all of this stuff going on on TV, you know, how are parents talking to their kids about this? Like, um, because it's really a situation where a kid can be, be told anything. You know, a parent could, out of fear, tell their kid something that's not necessarily beneficial to society but it's beneficial to their well-being from a safety standpoint you know so and then you don't even that's understandable man if you if you if your kid is being threatened you don't no one wants their child to be in a you know violent situation or feel anything that's going to be you know um negative to their overall experience um but at the same time man it's, it's like people got to kind of be more conscious of what's going on and people got to be thinking about the future because we only like if you if you if you racist be racist man just own it let people know stay away from the group that you don't like you know do whatever it is you do it's not okay at all but um do what you do because if you racist and you know that you're gonna be racist it ain't too much talking about it that's gonna stop you but if you in the middle or if you on the fence or if you don't know really do your justice and look into what's kind of the history of the world and the history of this country specifically and the treatment of people of color and how, you know, some of this stuff is just some of the same tactics that they used at the end of slavery and some of the same tactics that they used at the, uh, at the end of the civil rights movement. And, and then again in the seventies, um, which I guess the end of the civil rights movement, but some of them same tactics they use now. And it's just like, no, the book, whatever book they pulled out to reference then it's the same book they pulling out now it's just now it's on social media and now it's in your face but like really do yourself some justice and then everybody really should just be kind of working together and loving people because the world is kind of trash and it's it's, it's it's the world is amazing and god's amazing but because of some of the stuff that has a stronghold on people's attention the world can be trash and there's so much negativity and so much hatred and so much just bull it's floating around. It's like, that's just added. Like you already got to worry about your job and, you know, money and, you know, having, getting enough to go around. And even if you do that, making sure you keep it and making sure, 
you know, you pay your taxes and, you know, just regular human stressors. And then you got to add some racist shit too. Like, that's just a lot, man. That's a lot to be dealing with. It's hard enough just being a human in America, going to work and coming home every day and trying to live on the weekends and have fun. Um, I had already linked it. Huh. Uh, and uh, it was one of them things. Uh, so it's already it's already hard. My bad. That was a complete aside. Um, but yeah, it's hard enough doing all that. So so with with everybody with that added piece, it's just kind of like when when they protested in Charlotte, I had to go downtown Charlotte to see it for myself because I just couldn't believe what the media was showing me. And what I found was kind of low-key lying to me, like the images that they showed on day two, it, pretty much every day after the first day, they just kept showing the first day, but the protests were calm. People protested till one in the morning, fine, no, it, no issues. They didn't even talk about it. They barely talked about it. They just kept showing you the violent stuff, the little bit of violent stuff that did happen. So when, I, when I'm looking at this, I'm thinking about it like, you know, where did they find college kids who was willing to give up their Saturday night? Like that, that many college kids. Like for some of them actors, or some of them kind of put there. We know actors be a. We done had so many national incidents where we'll find out that an actor was involved with what was going on. So like, what's the real reality of that protest? And then, um, you know, even if all of the people were actual protestors, you know, what is the what is the what are the odds? that somebody would really be able to uh, do that like that. And what are the odds that people, you know, would join in blindly and, it's, and let it have it be such a thing? Like, that was very, stuff that be going on be very kind of curious in that way. And, I mean, I'm, I'm more curious. When I look at something, I don't just look at it from what I'm seeing. I look at uh, what it is. And if you, you got to look past what you're looking at. You got to pay attention to the small details and pay attention to the narrative and pay attention to, you know, how it's being told. And literally from day to day, you can see how the narrative changes and you can see how everything changes. This is no different. Um, like I said, the fact it's almost like they're trying to use the, the media and use this, uh, you know, left and right kind of approach to further separate people. And I've been saying for a long time, like all the Democrats and all these different separations, even with religion, uh, and all that jazz, it's like, there's, they, there's ways to separate people that people will never be on the same page. Cause even if you get past the race, you're not, even if you get past religion, you're not, uh, my same sexuality. Even if you get my sexuality, you know, you just, I don't like your attitude. It's something like it's always something that people kind of use. Oh, I'm a part of this group, and you're not a part of that. So fuck you. That's not what's up, man. And I think um, at the end of the day, you know, we can't fall for this. We can't really, we can't get too too in too into it. Because um, even if I mean, from a from a place of nationalism, if if we're talking about um just general nationalism and feeling proud of who you are and where you're from and your heritage. Um, I think that's most people, regardless of where you're from, who you are, even if you don't like a lot of black Americans don't even know anything about themselves past three, four generations, 
you know, and they still proud of who they are. They proud of the unknown, you know what I'm saying? So it's one of them things where um, anyone would be proud of where they're from and what they're, the things that their ancestors have accomplished. But we also have, a, have, have to have a broader situation and a broader conversation to ask, what was it that your ancestors accomplished and how was it accomplished? Because we try to wash over it and we try to, you know, make it seem like it was such a hardworking thing. There's a there's a documentary out called Slavery by Another Name. And one of the ladies in the one of the white women in the documentary discussed how her grandfather was this like known sheriff. And, and as far as the family talk, like he's this great man who did so much and he helped their family get started and get so many contracts and all this business. Well, come to find out he was super racist and he um, a lot of terrible things to people of color. And she was crying. In the documentary, she was literally crying because she couldn't believe such atrocities had happened. So, you know, you kind of got to be super aware of all of that. And you got to even know, and you got to care enough to know. That's my biggest gripe about people. People just don't care to know. They believe what they believe, and they're not even willing to explore the reality that potentially was um, is to be challenged. So with that, um, I'm going to go into my last word. They're really trying to crank up this um, civil war, and we can't fall for it. We got to be aware. We got to see, see what's going on. We got to talk to people. We work with people. We see people. We live around people every day. Um, and if we start the conversation, you know, we can get to the bottom of this and we don't need the influence of other people. So I charge everyone with going out and kind of starting those conversations, whether it's in your homes or at your jobs or with whoever and however you can do it. And let's get this thing going so that we can accomplish it. With that, thank y'all for joining me for another version of King Vision.